Welcome to the About Seth podcast, where we're talking all things Seth Godin. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the About Seth podcast. Today's Seth Godin gem is a freebie. It's called the Poke the Box Workbook. So, Poke the Box was one of Seth's newer books, released in 2015, and it's really good. Basically, the subtitle of Poke the Box is, When was the last time you did something for the first time? This is the workbook for it. It's freebie. It's a bit of a preview. There's a few excerpts from the book Poke the Box, but there's also a lot of new content. It's also quite actionable, and it really challenges you to look within yourself. It asks you a lot of questions that you should think about. So during this podcast, I'm going to uh, lay out some of those questions, and it'd be really good, I think, if you could at least pause at the podcast and have a bit of a think about it to yourself, or if you want to go the next step, write these down. And when I ask to make lists, make a list. So let's get into it. Oh, and by the way, as I said, this is a freebie. So this is freely available. I'm going to put a link up to this. If you go to aboutseth.com slash free and scroll down to poke the box workbook, you should be able to find the freebie there that you can take and read for yourself. I strongly urge it. It's quite short. I've got the uh, a summary here, but I'd strongly urge you to read it and it's free. So there's no reason not to. It'll only take you half an hour or less. Or, if you're already convinced that Poke the Box sounds like a good book, I uh, recommend that you definitely buy it and have a read. The book itself is quite short. It's only about 80 pages, and it's really uh, it's a challenge, I guess. It really gets you to think differently about your life. So let's get stuck in to this summary of my favorite bits of Poke the Box, the workbook. Simply titled, Start Now. And Seth begins this with a challenge. What would our world look like if more people started projects, made a ruckus, and took risks? Poke the Box was Seth Godin's first book that he released under his pioneering new publishing venture, The Domino Project. And this little workbook is written as a free sample, but it's specifically designed to get you to think and to get you to take action and specifically to ask one basic question, as I previously mentioned. What would our world look like if more people started projects, made a ruckus, and took risks? Seth goes on to say in this introduction, if you are up for the challenge of helping make that vision a reality, read on. But be warned. We're going to push you to go beyond the point of no return, to commit yourself and make something happen. There are more questions than answers, and that's intentional. The answers come from you. This will require you to explore corners of your life where you hesitate, procrastinate, or weasel your way out because you are afraid. The pages are filled with quotes, action items, and excerpts and questions to challenge yourselves and little snippets of the book Poke the Box to light a fire under you and get you started. So let's light that fire. The job isn't to catch up to the status quo. The job is to invent the status quo. Now this 
workbook, much like the full book, Poke the Box, is written in short little, almost blog posts, short little 200, 300 word snippets, like half a page or full page snippets. So I'm going to go through my favorite of these snippets. The first is simply titled, Go. There's one simple thing that separates successful individuals from those who languish. That same very thing separates exciting and growing organizations from those that stagnate and die. Starting. What if more people began to speak up, notice things, and start things? Our world and the people around us and our attitude about what we did all day would change. All it takes is initiative, even just a bit. So get out there and start something, and start something now. Here is how to get started in three easy steps. Step one, don't think about it. Step two, just start. Step three, keep starting. So it's important to get into the habit of of starting. Make starting a practice, make starting a passion, and keep starting new things over and over. And get in the habit of starting, don't let fear hold you back. Now some of these blog posts I'll be reading out verbatim, but most are, I guess, slight tweaks from me. And the first action comes here. Make a list of what you should have, could have, or would have done, if only. So you might think to yourself, if only I had more money, I would do this, dot, dot, dot. Or if only I could find the perfect business partner, I would do this. So think of all those if only, dot, dot, dots, and make that list of all the things that you would do, if only. A quote here from Alice Walker. The most common way people give up their power is thinking that they don't have any. The next section or the next little snippet is called pick yourself. Why do we assume that permission to start something comes from being validated by someone else? You no longer have to wait to be chosen. Publishers, investors and bosses have less power now than ever. So it's up to you to pick yourself. If you're waiting for someone else to pick you, you're passing responsibility onto the system or to someone else to initiate. Next section. Get into the habit of starting. Make your schedule before you start. So before you start doing things, plan out your schedule and stick to it. Don't allow setbacks, anxiety or fear to push to distract yourself from the task. If you're doing hard work and still getting rejected or failing, working it out, writing, rewriting, and rewriting, this is not the best time to slack off. Keep going and nap later. It's all about making that schedule at the start and sticking to that schedule. It's easy to break away from that schedule when things aren't going your way. So it's important to stick to that schedule. A couple of quotes here. The first from Henry Miller. All growth is a leap in the dark, a spontaneous, unpremeditated act without the benefit of experience. And from Mary South, adventure comes with no guarantees or promises. Risk and reward are conjoined twins. And that's why my favorite piece of advice needs translation, but no disclaimers. Fortune favors the brave. There are many good reasons not to toss your life up in the air and see where it lands. Just don't let fear be one of them. A few questions for you to think about and perhaps pause this episode now and think about them. 
What is your biggest fear about starting? What would happen if that fear came true? What would stop you from trying again? And a quote from Seth. The journey is what takes us from novice to experienced, from scared to wise. Sticking with the journey when it's risky is what gets you to the other side. Facing the inevitable. There are some common fears that we all face when we're about to start something. We think we'll look stupid. We think people will laugh at us. We think we'll fail miserably. Or we think we might hurt someone we love. We might not be able to immediately grapple with the root of our fears, but knowing the source might sort out what is risky from what just feels risky because we're not used to taking initiative. You'll need to practice taking risks. You'll need the right support and you'll need a little dose of courage to get you started. We're not trained to take risks. Initiative hides from cultures and companies that ask us to fit in. We've been trained to hold meetings, to stop talking when we're told, to stay the course, to look for security, and to silence our creativity if it speaks out too loudly. And those things don't align with starting. Another action for you. Make a list of your heroes. They could be friends, celebrities, strangers, or even stuffed animals. They could be anything and anyone, but look to those heroes when you feel like giving up. And Seth has got a little call to action here. Starters everywhere, unite! Starters need support. Is there a group of people who will support your initiative? Because these are the type of people that you should surround yourself with when you're starting something. These are the people you want in your corner when you're experimenting. Three more questions for you to ponder. Again, you might like to pause this episode to think about them or even write some answers down. What type of training do you think is necessary to start things more often? What support will you need as you begin to poke the box? Is there a group of people who will support your initiative? I just realized I've got halfway through this uh, this episode here and haven't even explained what poking the box is. Seth tells a story of when his younger cousin was born and Seth's uncle, this boy's father, was uh, uh, an engineer, I believe, and he created what he called a buzzer box. It was a big metal box with a power cord that plugged into the wall. It had a few switches, it had a few buttons, and it had some lights and made some sounds. If you switched, if you flicked one switch, the light would come on. If you flicked two switches at once, it would make a buzzing sound. And if you push different buttons and flick different switches, different things would happen. And so for a child, it was all about experimenting trying different things and seeing what would come from it. And so life is all about poking the box. Take experiments. Do something you've never done before. Start something different. Try something new. Even if it might fail, if you do something, you work out. If I do this, that happens. Try different things and work out what's going to happen. So that's what poke the box is all about. Now, aside from this support network, you'll also come across people that don't want to support your initiative. They'll criticize you more than they offer a hand. They'll tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't do something. Now, these are precisely the type of people that you should steer clear of as you start. Your new project is hard enough without having extra negative energy around you. You don't need to explain your project and why you're doing it. Your job is to believe in it and keep going. A few more questions to ponder. Is there a group of people who will derail your efforts? 
How will you be resilient and keep up your poking when your environment doesn't support it? What will be your weapons against people who tell you to lay low or avoid taking chances? Is there something stopping you from starting that new project? Sometimes, just as we're about to start, we give in to our fear. Recognize that fear, acknowledge the fear, acknowledge the feeling, but don't give in. Making mistakes is essential. Poking leads to seeking embarrassment. If you're not flailing around embarrassed all the time, you're not shipping enough. And shipping is a thing that Seth talks about often. Do the work and get it out into the world. Don't keep it to yourself, ship it. Put it out there, put it on display, take that risk, that risk of public embarrassment. Poking means seeking that embarrassment. To poke means to do and ship so much that mortified becomes your norm. You crave it. You demand it. Soon, success and persistence and poking will speak for itself. Every innovation and accomplishment in our world started out with a long list of failures. I won't repeat it now, but there's a long list of successful, successful people who always talk about extensive and repeated failures in the past. Mistakes come with the territory of poking. You have to experiment, and that means putting yourself out there, seeing what happens, taking a chance, and not knowing what the outcome will be. Risk failing. When we accept that we're going to fail a few times, or even a few dozen times, we're more powerful and increase the chance of an eventual success. A quote from Mary S. Almanac. Who we are never changes. Who we think we are does. Celebrate. When we succeeded, we pat ourselves on the back. Yet when we fail, we often get frustrated and grow ever more fearful of trying. Celebrate the guts it took to try in the first place. More questions for you to ponder. What is your favorite failure and why? Do you feel better about making certain mistakes over others? What are some of the biggest mistakes you've made, either personally or professionally? I'm no good at this, is the title of the next section. We don't take initiative because we're afraid we'll do it wrong. And that's natural. We want to be good at things, even if it's something new. And it's very hard to not know what we're doing or where exactly we're going. The only way to get better is with practice. Be curious. Try again. Learn from your mistakes. Be patient. One day, you'll be a pro. Until then, start again. And the next section is titled, Let's Get Good at This. Start initiating things without waiting to be told to do so. Start projects. Take people on outings. Instigate things you think will make your office better. Poking the box is all about initiating change, both large and small. To poke is to push yourself to start anything. Start anything. Two questions to ponder. What are some small things you've taken charge of in your life, no matter how small? And what compelled you to finally start? A quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Do not not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave the trail. Start here, start now. Sometimes we do things unconsciously. 
We go along with societal norms when all we really want to do is to take charge of the situation. It's time to start listening to that little voice inside of us that says, start now. When we start things, we inspire others to do the same. We take out that mystery and that fear away from poking when we experiment and try new things. There is no better way to lead than by example. Poking is crazy. It's not common. So when you poke, you're crazy. It might be seen as disruptive or abnormal or inappropriate. When you experiment, people around you will want to do so too, but they don't. So you become the outsider. They're scared like you, but poking is your thing. You're going to do it anyway, no matter what. It's hard at first, but the more you begin to do the things you want to push yourself, it won't matter what the people around you think. When you start something, there is almost instant gratification. Just knowing that you're capable of creating something new is empowering. And once poking makes you happy, you'll keep doing it, despite what others say. And you'll find yourself encouraging the other people around you to do the same too. Action. List small milestones that you'd like to honor and really give yourself the attention you deserve for accomplishing them. So set out a list of small manageable milestones that you want to achieve and celebrate each time you achieve one. I know it's easy to get caught up. I'm not good at this myself. You set little milestones, you achieve it, and you move on to the next one. But Seth's saying here is pause and reflect. Give yourself the attention you deserve having accomplished them. And then once celebrating, then you can move on. Two more questions. What will you do when your initiative is successful? When was the last time you were delighted by the result of something you started? A quote from uh, William Shakespeare. We'll see how I go with this one. There's a, this is seems almost like a foreign language. To thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. Let me try and uh, translate that to modern day English. Be true to yourself, and it will be follow. <coughs> be true to yourself, and it must follow that you can't be false to anyone else. I think that's what it meant. And the final section of this book, go, change the world. And I'm going to read this exactly as it was written. If you were invited to give the talk of your life, what would it be about? What would you want to teach others? What would you personally want them to learn from your experience? If you were given the opportunity to start something that could change the world, what would it be? What will the world look like once you take initiative? Why are you waiting to start? What are you waiting for? Go change the world. I hope you enjoyed that little snippet of Poke the Box by Seth Godin. A little, another little quote here. I'd never heard of Mary S. Almanac, but I never, I hadn't heard of her before, so I had a look up, and I really liked this quote here. She didn't know that it couldn't be done, so she went ahead and did it. So I think that's what this book is all about. It's all about starting, no matter what. Start things, try something different, poke the box. As I mentioned before, this is a freebie. Anyone can read it. It's quite short. It's like 20 pages, but it's not really 20 pages. It's more like 15, and it's very short, very easy to read. 
and it really gets you going, I think. <laughs> or maybe that <laughs> maybe that's just me. But if you go to www.aboutseth, A-B-O-U-T-S-E-T-H.com slash free and look for the Poke the Box workbook. Or if you'd like to buy a copy of Poke the Box, I strongly suggest you do. Uh, there's also a link to buy that at aboutseth.com slash books. And what's next is over, a sh- uh, I'm going to do a series of shorter episodes deconstructing the whole book of Poke the Box. So I think I'm going to do it over four or five episodes where I'm going to break down the book Poke the Box into short snippets. So I hope you enjoy that. If you enjoyed this, I think you're going to like the full book even more. So keep an eye out for the next series, which will be Poke the Box by Seth Godin. Thank you for listening to the About Seth podcast. I hope you learned something along the way. I strongly urge you to check out more Seth Godin. You could either buy one of his books, check out one of his TED Talks, or subscribe to his daily blog. Or go to aboutseth.com.